0: either of you ever seen the movie um, Outland? No. It is, it stars Sean Connery as a no, space cop. I have not. Um, it is not Sean Connery in Space Bikini. That's a different movie.
1: Oh, okay, what's that, what's that movie?
0: Um, that is Zardos. Zardos. Zardos.
1: Yes. okay. It the, is... The big floating
2: um, head.
0: Um... I don't need this. I don't do this. I don't um, do
1: headphones? No cans for sex. No, I
0: don't, don't, I don't need them.
1: He um, doesn't do the cans.
0: But it's, uh, so it's basically, um, what I've, been, I've been researching recently. I, I really should say this with the air, but, but um, I've been looking at a lot of old movies, like sci-fi movies, that I either didn't watch very closely or didn't watch. And One of the more interesting things about them is a lot of sci-fi movies and fantasy movies that came out like in the 80s were direct responses to other sci-fi movies and fantasy movies that we know better. Like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there's like 80 Star Wars clones and almost none of them did well. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a bunch of clones of things. Now, I think we can all see where like Deep Star 6 and stuff like that are all like aliens ripoffs, right, Mm -hmm. or alien ripoffs that like set in an ocean but it's still a horrible like you know body horror monster right Mm -hmm. but there were also a lot of people whose takeaway from the movie Alien was like truckers in space is the next big thing (laughs) and so there's a lot of dirty space movies that don't have supernatural aspects to them that are just set in space because they wanted to sort of steal the aesthetic of the Sulaco or whatever from the Alien films and Outland is one of them Outland is a film set on IO where there's a mining operation mining titanium ore and the new sheriff and town is Sean Connery oh, and he cool. finds out about a drug problem there and it's basically the movie High Noon but in space so it's like the entire station is corrupt they all turn against Sean Connery and he has to fight them off with like shotguns so it's but it's account. in space yeah and the only thing the only thing that makes it in any way different than a western is that there's explosive decompression like every five minutes in the movie because they're like <laughs> really keen on it they're like <laughs> super happy with their exploding head effect and it's, it's a good film in its own way and I was also Life Force which is like vampires in space that um uh is uh another sean connery film which is which was another like alien slash star wars ripoff and
2: uh, but why did you bring up life force again remember can you let everybody know why you brought it up during the movie
0: life force is life force is probably most famous amongst i think for being toby hooper i believe is it like like early toby hooper right after he got off uh, um uh, oh, they're here. What's that? Poltergeist. 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 Yeah. Right after Poltergeist. And it was a space epic. It's like Space Vampires. And Matilda May is the lead vampire girl and they're the three vampires are basically naked throughout the entire movie. Like way more than you think they should be and they're super naked. So the, most people who watch that film, their takeaway is, man, there's a lot of nudity in this movie for no reason. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that Matilda May's vampire character can do is she can hide in other people's bodies. Cool. So and this a whole thing where like she sucks the life out of people and then they suck the life out of other people and it sort of like goes out like that and eventually all it's of London scheme. are zombies that are trying to like suck life out of people and they're sending all the life back to the vampires it's a really it's a gonzo movie in its own way but at some at one point she's hiding in a woman and then she trans they think that she's hiding in patrick stewart yeah so the hero who encounters the vampires first in space and who has imprinted on the lady vampire has gone to capture her and they basically they basically knock patrick stewart out with drugs and they're like trying they're like trying to interrogate her and they're like we'll keep you unconscious forever so you can't do any more harm and then she Patrick Stewart, mind you, like gives the love eyes at the hero guy and the hero guy is like looking at her and you hear the romantic music and it's clear that like he is attracted to her even though she's Patrick Stewart. And so he leans in and kisses her passionately, but he's kissing Patrick Stewart on screen. Awesome. Um, And then – uh, she turns into a horrible blood monster that comes out of his mouth and she like falls backwards and she becomes a blood. Mo- and this is all in a helicopter at the time it's happening. You the movie is really a crazy. You hate relationship that way. Yeah. So. What?
2: <laughs> you hate to see a relationship end that way? Yeah. That movie sounds fake, what you just described. It is it so does.
0: real and it is so bizarre. Two fake movies. They're, they're both real and both bizarre and both worth everybody's time. All right. Sorry. I'll Old let
2: British I like, actors. I feel like all of the movie nerds, uh, movie dude nerds and movie nerds that are, constantly picking apart big movies today and finding quote unquote plot holes and stuff like you just shut up and watch a bunch of old movies oh, where yeah. nothing ever made sense ever exactly. and that was part watch of it watch Zardoz for the, yeah. yeah exactly watch Zardoz well, was, uh,
0: the story of I'm a lot of these I movies if you watch these like you know YouTube reviewers or whatever is that mm-hmm. they had a plot and then the studio comes in and like at the, the 11th hour we decides this is a different that. plot yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well we were talking about it for with X-Men 2 with Holly Berry Holly
2: Berry Halle Berry Halle Berry Halle Berry all right Sorry, I'll let you start your show. All right, we'll go ahead and start it, but that was already gold. Hey, Hector, start it. Okay, I'm going to start it right now. Start it whenever you want. Okay. You want to take a minute? You can. Hey, everybody, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Happy Mother's Day, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Oh, fuck, it's Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the reminder. You're welcome. Uh, Say hi, hi, Keller. All right. Hi, Mom. (laughs) Our guest today, hang on just real quick. Sax, what's your official title?
0: Uh, I'm the head of branding integration or whatever. I'm a, I'm a producer. We'll say okay,
2: okay, great, great. great. <clears throat> we'll take that again. But all of that's staying in there. Our yep. guest today <laughs> is our next door neighbor. We don't, edit it ever. <laughs> we don't ever edit. And uh, the, the the third man in our ridiculous Dick and Johnson show that we mm-hmm. did for a while at, at uh, Geek and Sundry, and you know him as a producer, the at Chief Geek Sundry. the chief himself, mm-hmm. still wearing that hat, still wearing the in the hat. shape and color of the chief's hair. <laughs> That Thank I drew you for that, that that I drew that one time. Yeah, uh, Sax Carr is our guest. Yay. Everybody, woo woo. hi everybody. Sax, you're one of my favorite movie nerds. Thank you. You clearly know your stuff. You're coming back. You're part of the two timers club. Happy to be here. Back uh, again after last year. We talked about Brick, the Ryan Johnson film Brick. Still, which still is love brick. that movie so much. Still love that movie so much. Still uh, don't love that movie, but I love <laughs> Ryan Johnson. It's fine, and I'm glad that hey, people love that movie. I like that movie. Yeah,
0: it's had, okay. It's good. Had, um. Had the Force
2: Awakens come out before or after we recorded that? Uh, not only the Force Awakens, Force Awakens the Last the Jedi had come West out. Jedi oh, okay, as well. So this was this was me. Re- I remember it was me revisiting it after falling in love with the Last Jedi and being like, "Man, I love that movie so much. I love mm-hmm. what he did with Star Wars." Uh, and then I'm like, "Let's let's give this another shot." And then still didn't love Brick, but it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and Sax, you're back again today. That's right. Now remind me how this came about. Did I send you a list of movies? Did you did you pick it or did we like did we uh cast thrust you. Did we thrust it upon you? I think, I it think upon in
0: you? the room when we recorded the last one, you were just going leafing through the and you list went, and you were like, Oh, I'll do X
2: two because okay. why not? In twenty nineteen. Yeah. A year ago. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, you know then that the two um, traditions we have on the show, Keller's going to tell us what movie we're talking about here in a second, and we just sat down and watched it, and then you are going to, by the end of the episode, pick another movie, any movie in the world, that you think deserves to be on the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time, and we will add it. Last year, just to confirm, you did pick Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, mm-hmm. which is a great movie. Let me let me pull up, uh, where are you on this list? Oh, man. you Pretty early? Pretty early. Let's see here. Yeah, there you are. You picked Kiss Kiss Bang Bang mm-hmm. after we talked Brick on in like March of last year. Oh my god.
0: Now do you do you you, you like now if I pick another movie to go on there yeah. and someone else has already picked it we'll to be out of the list. We'll let you know. We'll let, let, let you know. know. Okay. We're
2: pretty familiar. Yeah. What's Yeah, I will re- know if like yeah. 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 but we if can search it. You pick Tremors. Sorry dude, yeah. it's on the list. Yeah. Can't pick Shin Godzilla, can't pick Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. We'll let you know. Okay. But definitely like, you can't know. Can't pick The Great
1: Mass Detective. Yeah. Spider-Man or the Spider-Verse is a good pick. Whoever got that one Yes,
2: that was one that was was like, it was Augustine Rios, and it was one that was like uh, a couple of people had maybe picked it, but then it was on the fence.
1: It was on the fence for a couple of people, but they we ended friendships because people changed
2: their mind on the movie. They picked another movie because they reasoned (laughs) someone else is going to pick Spider-Verse at some point. Uh And I want to make sure this other movie gets Like, I think Boy was that movie, wasn't it? No, it was uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People got on there instead of Spider-Verse. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. So, uh, And I cannot wait to talk about X-Men with y'all. Yeah. This is going to be really, really good. This is going to be a good convo.
0: Well, I think it's the it's most interesting of a conversation because of how broad reaching the X Men franchise is. So yeah. X two really has to sort of be seen as a piece of the broader puzzle of yeah. like the original X Men trilogy and then like the the second movie second movie trilogy or whatever everyone is. You want to now
2: quadrilogy. It. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then and then eventually now being integrated hopefully into the Marvel universe at yeah. a really interesting time for Marvel as we're recording this after uh, endgame. So it's like
1: this is the first time we're really gonna get to go spoil- into endgame, endgame if we want to. Yeah. Yeah. No, last time we definitely spoiled it <laughs> <laughs> right at the but, end. We're yeah. such dicks.
2: we like, I mean,
0: the, the number yeah. one question of Endgame, which you've already done a pretty good job of dealing with on your Twitter account. People should check that yeah. out. Is what is the next Avengers lineup? You sure. Know what I mean, and sure. there is the as it was titled in the comics, potential of an uncanny Avengers, a mixed lineup of, of mutants and otherwise powered Avengers heroes. And because they have acquired Fox at the time, mm-hmm. then now they can do that. Yeah. you know what I mean. There's but a storyline
2: where the Red Skull takes over Professor X's brain. Mm-hmm. And becomes this huge threat that the X-Men and too the Avengers scary. have to Yeah, too scary. But like they could do that because they have the red skull. They yeah. have a new actor playing him now, Ross Marquand, and now they have the rights to Charles Xavier as a character. So so we're gonna get into it. But first up, Keller, what movie are we talking about today from Empire magazine? Hit us with that British stuffy voice, brother. <laughs> 432
1: X Men Two, <laughs> in um, the, what it is in the United States? X Two. Thank you. X Men United, <laughs> 2003. Director Brian Singer. Boo. 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 Yeah. Easily the cleverest of the current wave of comic book blockbusters. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> Until a certain Cape Crusader was reinvented. Okay, now r- right there. Let me stop you right there. They're referring to Superman Returns. <laughs> Really? Yes. This magazine, that blurb is referring to Superman Which because. Which we had to watch on yeah. this list. This is the first time ever Keller has a
1: visionary <laughs> follow up to his <laughs> less than stellar original defied all expectations. What? Whoa. Best line Magneto, Ian McKellen. To Pyro, Aaron Stanford. You are a. God among insects, never let anyone tell you different.
2: So now this is the British stuffy guy voice doing his Ian McKellen impression. That was amazing. Yeah. It wasn't good. I'm sorry. I don't do impressions. <laughs> it's not what I do. I read birds. Stuffy British guy, thank you so much for joining us. I have to leave. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. See you across the pond.
0: So that brings up essentially the, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to jump on your formula. You're yet.
2: already derailing it, but please do, because <laughs> it went, when Keller... I mean, when stuffy British guy said less than stellar first entry, you were like, go fine. You were because you prefer X-Men one to X two.
0: Yeah, I do. But I'm also I'm I'm I'm, uh, until actually sorry, especially the time this movie came out. I was definitely an origin story whore (laughs) in that. Like, I really, really love
2: um, a origin story. Yeah, an origin origin
0: story. Yes, Thank you.
2: Um, This is the only to clarify. This is the only X-Men film on this list. Oh, is really? X2, X-Men That's United. That's good. So it represents all of the X franchise. And since this came out in 08, uh, again, the um, uh, like the, the most recent X-Men movie that had come out, I think, was The Wolverine in 2000. No, that was 09. No, wait, that was, it was way oh after shit, this. just the first three X-Men movies. Yeah. Because X-Men 3 came out in 2006. Two yeah. years later, this list comes out. That's it.
0: X-Men 3 is not... Great. No, we don't. Um,
1: we don't uh, uh, count it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, so the, the but the thing about this X Men franchise is the the casting is obviously at least in in terms of Professor Xavier, Magneto, and Wolverine yeah. are the best. They're not the the not they're the best casting of the available people at the time. Yeah. But they're just really epic takes on these roles. And as yeah. much as I think the new modern movies have done an okay job with those characters, I do think that you're just never going to get better than, than,
1: well,
2: than, like James
1: McAvoy needs to age 50 years. <laughs> and that's then we we'll am saying. Talk. That, yeah. There uh, is a
2: natural gravitas that comes with Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. These two are like, they're Shakespeare. They are acting behemoths. And mm-hmm. anytime they're on screen, like you were selling, you were saying Keller during the movie, you're oh, like Patrick, Patrick Stewart sells the word cerebro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Ian McKellen yeah. sells this dorky-looking helmet. Like he, he sells these lines. You should have killed me when you had the chance. You know that that I don't think that no matter how good Fastbender and McAvoy are in younger versions of those characters, mm-hmm. they just don't have that because it's just yeah. because they're younger. So so mm-hmm. Ma- so Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are definitely the highlights for this, and I think um and I think Hugh Jackman was expertly cast. I still mm-hmm. yeah. believe that you could get a closer to the comic book iteration of wolverine because usually in the comic books wolverine is not the central character he's more of a side tragic short you know angry guy second Mm -hmm. movie yeah and and they yeah and hugh jackman plays the hero wolverine perfectly he is that the movie version of wolverine and he is wonderful but i would agree with you that the that so much of this casting is um is a highlight and brian cox is william Stryker. Oh great like great yeah, uh, Alan Cumming as Nightcrawler was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like Rebecca Romijn in this movie. Yes. She's, that's my favorite. Her is Mystique mm-hmm. is in this movie. She is great. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, think, I and I think that that casting also, like, you have, like, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart are friends off screen. Mm-hmm. Whether they were or before or after this Apparently, franchise, I don't know. not
2: until after. Okay. Apparently, like, they really didn't know each other, I think, or maybe worked together until X-Men 1. Mm-hmm. And since they've done all those movies... It's like, I think after the first three X-Men movies, at some point they did a play together and mm-hmm. they became better friends. So then they came back, they came back for days of future past and continued to kind of do theater together. And mm-hmm. now they're like really Open good friends. Yeah. But whatever Instagram that connection account. is that yeah. they
0: have is naturally there. And and that's one of the things that I think the, the, the return, the, the quadrilogy or whatever, where that suffers is that
2: there's in many five. ways,
0: Magneto. And there's, there's
2: X-Men first class. X-Men Days of Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse, and now X-Men Dark Phoenix, or just Dark okay, Phoenix. so, so there's a new, four of those. We're not, this not isn't including a part of that? No, not including, well, it is and it isn't. It's, it's kind of like Avengers Endgame, kind of, where they created, it's different rules they did back to the future rules of time travel, but they went back in time in X-Men Days of Future Past and then altered the timeline so that X-Men First Class apparently happened the same way for both franchises right Mm -hmm. young patrick stewart that's mcavoy everything happened the exact same way even if there's some inconsistencies don't worry about it but it wasn't until x-men days of future past which took place in the 70s that mystique decided not to kill not to assassinate bolivar trask or whatever Mm -hmm. that changed the timeline and made her more of a good guy and completely changed it to where you cut to in the future um, instead of them living a post-apocalyptic future like they would have had things continued in the X-Men series that we watched, Gene mm-hmm. Gray was still alive like like and they were at the house and you know Beast was there as Kelsey Grammer for two seconds and and storm was there mm-hmm. everybody was there. Um, and it yeah, was like a I thought we were universe. getting Kelsey Grammer Beast in this one no, no. not until I was excited. Three. Yeah, that's the third Sorry, one he's My favorite part of X-Men The Last mm-hmm. Stand is of Kelsey Grammer Beast Yeah, Of course I once did a,
0: a tournament of Nerds as the Kelsey Grammer Beast And got full on blue makeup for Wait, it Wait, can you
1: do your Kelsey Grammar please? No, uh,
0: no I can't because I never really got Kelsey
1: Grammar effectively as Beast Just sing the Fraser theme song yeah. as Kelsey Grammar <laughs> the, the closing song or the Something front song? Something about scrambled eggs <laughs>
0: Thanks, X um, Yeah, it's, it's perfect Um yeah, I I think that um, the 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 problem that the the subsequent movies have is that the relationship between Charles Xavier and Magneto is kind of better left off screen. Like the fact that they had a history together and that they were allies and now they're not mm-hmm. is so powerful when there are these old men who are running these right. sort of tribes as they were of like mutants mm-hmm. that when you go back and sort of actually explain it, then it really there's no way it could possibly. Um, add up to what you what they have in these movies. How
2: long did it take the comics to do that?
0: Um, I mean, the comics basically teased it for years. I'm assuming they teased it,
2: was, it for years. I'm trying to remember some major because I have a question for you, Sax, to follow up with that because I think that's very interesting. But I remember a major moment in X Men comics uh, when they did Ultimate X Men, which was the Ultimate Universe, where that's I have eventually you have the first one of those. You one of those. If you read that, you'll see that at some point Charles Xavier explains to his X-Men, like, we had a falling out when he's referring to Magneto. And all they show you is one almost like a flashback panel where there's just a metal rod going straight through Charles Xavier. And they and so they're hinting at Magneto was the person who put Charles Xavier in a wheelchair. And that's also, like, fascinating. And mm-hmm. then if that got to a point where they became that much of enemies, and yet... In the X Men comics, as they were at that time, he was still sort of treating them with kind of respect, old a little friend. bit, you know, yeah, a little bit like old friends. So that was really interesting. They kind of hinted, at, they kind of did a version of that in X Men First Class, which I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you about, Sachs. Uh, you're you're saying that when you kind of see their their old relationship actually played out, it's never going to be as effective yeah. as as just imagining young Patrick Stewart and young Amy McKellen. So in X Men First Class, at the end of that movie, Magneto's deflecting bullets, and then he accidentally deflects one to. Charles's right. spine and then that's how he becomes paralyzed and that's mm-hmm. how he gets into a wheelchair and and, and like Magneto in that movie Fastbender feels awful about it and Charles is kind of like it's okay it's okay and then like you know Magneto escapes and Charles is like I can't feel my legs like and then the realization sets in did that moment work for you did you like that
0: it, it kind of did I will admit that I'm like the the in sort of the nerdy, purist sort of way, I mean, I try not to judge the movie universes based on the the metrics of the comics, right? Sure, what it, comics, what it refers
2: to, right, yeah. right, right.
0: But in the comics, my understanding is that Charles Xavier's paralysis um, had is,
2: nothing to do with yeah. Magneto. Well, in was, regular Marvel comics, it was
0: a result. Yeah. It was either it's the like rock slide where Juggernaut yeah. was created, or his simple his mental powers are so great that somehow his body shuts down because Injuggernaut was created.
2: Chosen Jugger- not to. Juggernaut yeah. was uh, Charles Xavier's half brother, a guy named Kane what? Marco. Mm-hmm. And Charles's half brother, when he was a kid growing up, was jealous of Charles. And at one point, he, that character had the, the opportunity to gain massive power, which was a sci fi dumb magic thing called the Gem of Ciderac, which is related to the Crimson Bands of Ciderac, which is something Doctor Strange deals with. Anyway, oh, the point is The, point is, the Crimson's Claws are cards of Yes, The point is, is that he like, mutates like into an the Allergy like, medicine. He turns into the Juggernaut, the big power. Powerful dude, and then continues to attack Professor Xavier. I'll give you the actual real reason mm-hmm. that Charles Xavier's in a wheelchair from Marvel Comics regular mm-hmm. universe, not the ultimate. Lay it on us. At some point, Charles Xavier, in his youth, when he's like still Charles Xavier, not quite Professor X, but he's, you know, walking around and he can use his mental <laughs> powers, comes across an alien named Diablo who is just one of a member of an invading alien race. Yeah, classic. Planning to bring the rest of his mm-hmm. alien race to Earth. So far, checks out. He dresses up like a human or has a mask or something. His name is Diablo. You can see his, I think, a little goatee and like a mask. Mm-hmm. And he like fights Diablo. And then there is like a house that that falls. And it like falls on Charles Xavier. And then that's how he becomes paralyzed. And really? It's the dumbest, <laughs> stupidest thing. And this happens maybe in his like, 20s or something i liked and then, my memory of how it's, it's by, cause, right because I, it I know, makes there, sense are, that I know there
0: are times in comics where he can walk around because yes. his powers are suppressed and oh. like, i've always thought that the idea was well that's what his, they
1: do in the x-men movies mm-hmm. it's like he's walking around and he's like hey man you either have to save everybody by using your powers and not be able to walk around right
2: no uh, what no no as far as i know in the movies
1: why does he walk around well because he can walk around and then he chooses not
2: to I don't know if that's happened in the movies, but I know that like in the first X Men movie, he's walking around because it's like a vision, right? They cut to Patrick Stewart who's like mm-hmm. entering the mind of a character. Future, past. But there's one of them. Oh, yeah, Wolverine wait, goes yes. back. He gives him a like. They give him like a cure to again suppress his mm-hmm. powers, but gives him the ability to use his legs. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, You're absolutely right. I thought well, I fucking knew it. So yeah. <laughs> we
0: we have gone very far from the source movie here, but but um. So X two. Uh, one one of the reasons I think X two and one of the things that I'm I'm. One of one of the metrics by which I judge the Marvel Cinematic Universe Mm -hmm. is that I think that X two really depends on X one existing. Like they don't have they don't bother to introduce any of the characters. Really, I'll give you that. They don't do a lot of like like legwork as to like the movie stands alone very poorly. It does a lot of explaining Mm -hmm. though.
2: It it does. However, like like I'll give you the example when Wolverine comes back, and then he he kind of gets another quick brief explanation for what Cerebro is, kind of, but still like yeah. we see it visually, you know. But I will agree. I think it's I think it's one of the best sequels ever made, X two, because I think it is. It does improve upon the original. Yeah. But like the Empire Strikes Back, you need a New Hope. Like it like I don't think the I don't think Empire. When people are like it's the best Star Wars movie, I'm like well. That can't stand on its own. You really do need a new hope to to lay that groundwork. Just what people say about Endgame, (laughs) yeah, can't stand on. It's its true, but Um, I but I love it for that. Like it's you know, I think that it's. um,
0: I mean, Endgame has one job, and that's to take ten years of movies and give them all an ending, which I think it does very well. But I I do think that it's bound to stumble in that sense. But I think that
1: oh, when when Iron Man dies, I didn't think I was a stumble at all. Whoops, Um, spoiler.
0: I think when I think when X two came out too they probably never imagined a world in which a comic book no. franchise could get 10 movies no which is why i think they also kind of accelerate a lot of stuff like they're very clearly working on a sort of dark phoenix third movie concept yeah when they have Jean gray sort of evolve into the phoenix as we see her again in the background
2: the, of this movie yeah the
0: movie version of the phoenix and we'll see what happens in the upcoming dark phoenix movie but the movie ver- which is very well timed this podcast.
2: yeah right isn't um, that crazy the, the, um when the, is that it's it's uh I think it's June. Yeah, and then okay. earlier we this year it. we did Unbreakable and then Glass came out. Like yeah. it's the wow. it's been the craziest
0: That's the only thing that's good about this list of five yeah. movies. <laughs> we watched um,
1: Halloween when Halloween came out. Yeah, it's last been year. lining up in a weird way. Yeah. It's so actually just means Hollywood has Hollywood, done nothing. But, yeah. in like, the hey, comics, Ten years the, ago, what do we got?
0: The Phoenix <laughs> Force is this like supernatural cosmic entity that right. like finds Jean Gray. Right. But that's too much for the movie writers Wait, to assume. What? So they just decide that. It's not just her inherent power. Explain
2: that to Keller because I'm so glad you brought it up because it's i think that again for the time 2003 Mm -hmm. the same as the first spider-man movie 2002 organic web shooters i'm fine with it it's a shortcut Mm -hmm. i'm fine with it the phoenix how it's presented in x-men 2 and x-men 3 Mm -hmm. back in 03 and 06 i'm fine with it because to me it's a shortcut to it, to me it is what you just said Keller and i'm like i think that's easier to mm-hmm. understand and it still relatively does the story mm-hmm. but sax what is the phoenix force again in the comic books
0: i probably don't know very as much about it as i wish but um sure. uh, the phoenix force i think is somehow related to the kree but it is a supernatural cosmic entity that is this like all consuming force that i believe is trying to sort of like as you would guess from the term phoenix like kill and rebirth the universe is like, or whatever
1: and it like finds like venom the
2: No, it's more like ego, the living planet. Okay,
1: okay. Where he he
2: had that plan to like put ego on every planet. It's (laughs) kind of like that.
1: And it
0: finds the strongest psychic presence it can. It Mm -hmm. joins with that creature. It uses it as its vessel to do whatever it's going to do.
2: Burns it out. Yeah, and then moves on. And
0: so it keeps finding Jean Grey in comics a million times over. And then eventually Jean Grey's daughter and so on. And then there's a whole uh, arc where like its energy is split up against like seven Mm -hmm. or eight different X Men. Mm -hmm. So it has a much more complex story. The idea that Jean Grey just becomes the phoenix or whatever is interesting but what i where i feel like that shortcut doesn't really get there is like why phoenix why isn't she just like right. super jean gray right like the phoenix is something that does there's not a lot of like where's that iconography stolen from yes um and i think that but i also think that it's one of these things where the, the dark phoenix saga the like the jubilee arc on the cartoon and a few other and then some stuff from uh, Wolverine mm-hmm. are the things everybody assumes casual comic book fans know about, so they're always mm-hmm. just trying really hard to like shoehorn in Dark Phoenix into everything they do. Yeah, and I feel like this movie didn't need to go there. Like that, like the the as much as I I love you know a what? lot of this movie, I agree, dude. Yeah,
2: uh, you know what I would have preferred is if X two just set up like planted seeds for Jean Grey's evolution at yeah. like later down the line, and then at the end of this movie, if she were still alive, yeah. At the end of this right, movie, yeah, just have her eyes glow red. Exactly, that's the only hint. Exactly. You got. Lead. Yeah. And and you could with. have
0: also as we all were affected by it like you that final moment when the plane is going to get destroyed mm-hmm. by the flood or whatever you mm-hmm. could have had all the X-Men united yeah. bringing their powers together to yeah. save the plane especially some of the and younger Yeah. And you had that
1: X-Men. superhero shot would have been yeah. cool. And and yeah. then
0: you could have which I mean may may have literally been not within effects budget range of any movie at that time sure, sure. but um but then you could have cuz especially cuz the third movie which should theoretically be the Dark Phoenix saga ends up being the Mutant Cure saga which right. is a different X Yeah, they
1: shoehorn two yes. massive yeah. plots into one.
0: And 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 the third movie is like just so many characters go in so many weird directions. Like I yeah. just
1: realized that this also is winking at Brian Singer again With the Cape Crusader Reference
2: With Superman Returns Yeah I didn't yeah. Re-
1: I just that's what they're, Put that that's, together That's
2: what that blurb Is saying is that This magazine feels That Superman Returns Which is on the list Which we watched mm-hmm. last year With Emma 5 And it's bonkers That that movie Made the list yeah. it, so That bonkers. that uh, that the British fans The movie fans Of this magazine In 2008 Two years after Superman Returns Were still really Gung ho like, about it Brian
1: Singer's their mm-hmm. Boy at this point Yeah but Bring him out To renaissance
2: yeah, yeah. Did Not age well Yeah, yeah. No, Fuck you Bryan all. Singer but but I am I am agreeing I am in agreement with you guys, especially because I really, really love this movie. I think mm-hmm. that this thing, well, we'll, we'll get into overall thoughts in a second before I get ahead of myself, but specifically about the ending, we were all of us questioning, even Chelsea, who'd never seen X Men 2, yeah. was watching it with us. And at the end, when Gene decides to make that choice and like, go, Why you the know, fuck is an Iceman out there? Chelsea was asking yeah. that question. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, why doesn't this character just do that? Well, why doesn't that, you know, that like, it trips you up Which because. means they did a good job of establishing everybody's power. They did, but it means they did a bad job of. But this also, Chelsea was like, why the fuck ending? were they just in the jet the entire yeah. time and not helping? Them. Sure, Iceman and Rogue. Everyone Rogue and doesn't Rogue. do anything. Yeah, it's. it's um, I still think that for the amount of characters that they have, they did a good job balancing do it. Do they disservice yeah. the character Rogue in these movies? Well, definitely- yes and no.
0: I think they definitely they elevate Rogue in the first one because yes. they make Rogue like the major narrative character, which yeah. is really interesting. Yes, Rogue's got it, and, and they sort of put Rogue where Kitty Pride has been in the comics before, mm-hmm. and that's really cool. And then in this movie, they stopped having stuff for her to do, and yeah. so it sort of starts to fall off again. Yeah. And then they basically bring Rogue back in the third movie with the sort of like she wants the cure sort of side of things. Which I, I can't remember now. Does she get it? The
2: she movie? gets it, yeah. which is a super mixed metaphor message. Yeah. At the end of X Men Three, she gets the cure for being a mutant. And well, the then whole we're dealing point, with Brett Ratner, the exactly so like the whole point like, of the X Men. The lack of nuance
1: that's even in these yep. movies with Brian Singer. Sure. It's just all down the toilet. When Brett Ratner's is, just like his I did Rush
2: Hour. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, he's an idiot. It's not. It was not a. Uh, on, it was a a good in these pieces. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. Even Matthew Vaughn is like mm-hmm. people like Matthew Vaughn and he's great, but a lot of people are like I don't like I, I don't still like the
1: slow mo. Coin going through the head. That's shot. rad.
2: <laughs> it's so good. I remember it's so that. Good. But um. But yeah. So let's do overall thoughts. Mm-hmm. Sacks, you're gonna go first. X two, in some territories, X Men two or X two X Men United. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think officially, just on Wikipedia, just from this movie, it's only just officially called X two, which mm-hmm. is weird. Give us your overall thoughts. It is now. Oh my god! Fifteen years since this mm-hmm. movie came out. Holy crap! Well, wait. Um- 16, Sixteen years. Year. I'm gonna try and
0: I'm gonna try and um, remember seeing this movie at the time I saw it. In sure. the same way that like I, I saw. But it, I also
2: want to know how you feel yeah, about it today. I will.
0: But okay. like as I mentioned, I has uh, mentioned I think on this show, but I mentioned a lot. Like I saw Blade eight times in theaters awesome. because at the time Blade came
2: out, <laughs> that was it. It was <laughs> the Marvel such movie. A
0: fucking. Uh, like amazing step forward in terms of superhero like a, like on screen. It was yeah. just the things they were doing, and if you watch Blade, does not hold up. The very end of Blade is like a. What are you
1: talking s- about? It's on our list of the 500 <laughs>
2: greatest films of all time. <laughs> it's a CG <laughs> disaster, but um, our list it's on. Yeah. yeah, not on this magazine, but yeah.
0: I mean, it would be on my list of the 500 greatest films of all time too, but not yeah. on the 500 greatest like 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 uh, stands up effect shots of all sure, time. Sure, no. sure, okay. okay, um, okay. Uh, but I think that so when when X two came out, it also when when the first X Men came out, yeah, so much. Of what they did with their powers was so amazing, and yeah. like there was so. And you were just, you were, you as a comic book kid were there, and you're like, Oh my, wow, I never imagined I would see Wolverine's Claws, or I never imagined listen, I would see.
2: Listen, there's
0: the, a the Cyclops's Optic Blast. Yeah, yeah, there's a
2: ton of compromise it's in it's that an movie. Optic Blast. It's called an Optic Blast. Well, that's I right. I think that's Get like with a, it.
0: a brand of Laser. Laser. like Optic Blast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's, it's a gum. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, but like com- for your eyes, comic book fans, superhero movie fans know. The history of being a a superhero fan and then seeing the movies of them is a history full of compromise. We yeah. were sitting in the theater and going, "Yeah, he doesn't have yellow spandex," and they're making fun of that. But yeah. it's Wolverine, man. He has his claws and mm-hmm. Cyclops and Storm and Jean Grey and Sabretooth, and Toad and Mystique and Magneto yeah. and Professor X. This is awesome. And now I think, like, oh, they're toning it down, ruins it for me. It's because we've come so far. And we've so come so, so far, so and everybody to... can
1: have their personality. And now this yeah. movie just like it's all. Feels super one note, all mm-hmm. one color yeah. to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: so so looking at it from with that perspective, as you were just saying, like look, like so when I watched it originally, I loved it, and I still love it in some ways. It still I've seen of a this
1: movie way warm too many and fuzzy times. to me.
0: But when uh, but like looking at it now in a post Marvel movies universe, like yeah. yeah, like I don't necessarily know that they could have gotten away with yellow spandex. But like no. Wolverine could well as they do at the end of what the Wolverine like yeah. Wolverine could definitely have pulled off his more iconic costume. I think we would yeah. have just bought it in the same yeah. way that. You know, like they, they, the the black leathers and whatnot was definitely almost like a sort of like it was a, like being embarrassed about your own. It was yes. that,
2: and it was right after the Matrix. Sure, yeah. So it, it was. It's the balance of okay, let's do what the comic book storyline necessitates, meaning we have to make sure to cast. Uh, accurately, let's get some accurate costumes in there, mm-hmm. let's make sure we have the accurate storyline and setting, everything accurate versus the balance of, well, we gotta make a good movie, and yeah. what we know is gonna sell as a movie, and what we know is gonna be mainstream, and what we mm-hmm. know is gonna be a hit, and what we know, that we can elevate the material and do, like, cool choices and make a cool movie. Mm-hmm. So well, I it's also a, think a tricky balance.
0: It, superhero storytelling has evolved, and, like, action scene construction has evolved, yeah. so if you look at the, like, one of the more iconic scenes in this movie, we were just talking about, like, the sort of, like, ham fisted attempt at like a, a very powerful analogy is when Iceman is back at his parents' house. Yeah. It's like sort of, you know, it's clearly like the, the queer coming out analogy. Have yes. you tried not being yeah. a mutant? Whatever. And, yeah. and it's, it's poorly executed, but a very, uh, probably a necessary message at the time. Yes. Um, but, um. but at the same time, I did
1: not get it as a 12 year old.
0: Um, <laughs> at the very end of this sequence, you know, Pyro uses his fire to save them from the cops. Kind of. Right. In a modern movie Like Pyro would have initiated Because obviously He's not gonna be held down By these cops right. But then seeing the cops As a threat All the mutants there Would have gone into action And we would have seen yeah. Like Iceman would have Like if, if anything Just to stop Pyro From killing them Like Iceman yeah. would have Frozen somebody's gun And like yep. Rogue would have Run up and grabbed another cop And the cop would have Gotten like woozy And fallen over mm-hmm. Like you would And it would have been So expertly shot would have shot. Knocked
2: guys out Yeah And yeah.
0: now you have This thing where they, There's like Literally everyone just watches While the fireball Comes back to Pyro He just like, does it over yeah, and, and it just, over And it just goes again. like a yo-yo, basically. And they're just and like,
1: stop. Super slow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and <laughs> like it's just— you all have and, and, powers. But it, one, that was
0: really clever at the time that it was done, but also yeah. it's just like that that's just as much as storytelling as they needed to have. Yeah. And, and it's these, all that they yeah.
1: could—they were capable sure. of fitting sure. into that.
0: You know, after the sort of um, the airport fight in uh, Captain America uh, Civil, Civil War, War, like, you realize this is exactly how uh, many fighting characters you can have on screen. But you notice in this movie, they basically sequester off every fight. Yeah. Because yes. like, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. way we can possibly make this look organic is
1: if Wolverine all two characters fight in like separate your rooms. Face. Lady Deathstrike. You know I mean, mm-hmm.
0: but you could now mm-hmm. have Lady Deathstrike fighting Wolverine next to Cyclops fighting Jean Grey and like crossing over and having that whole the thing. The closest
2: we got a little yeah. bit after this was X Men Three because yeah. at the oh. end of X Men The Last Stand, like five or six X Men characters, including Beast and like Colossus, mm-hmm. are run. there all like run but just fight a bunch of generic mutants. Like yeah. it's like it's all you know it's so all. Like, Morlock exactly. Exactly like lower tier Morlocks Is what they were called but, Which is like Cool we're getting there Because yeah. I'm seeing Wolverine standing mm-hmm. next to Colossus standing next to Beast mm-hmm. standing next to right. Storm and whoever else But it's not quite All the way there Well
0: and then also The, the, the writers of these like, they, Clearly when Marvel Took over the franchise One of the things They did very well Was they understood How powers worked And they, they they'd had a long history Of making powers look cool yep. On comic panels Brian yep. Bryan Singer Surprise surprise uh, on, on top of Who? all the other Bullshit this guy Has put in the yes. world Doesn't understand How to do that so, so like you know you and or what's his name from X Men Three like um, yeah. even worse but Rit. I mean like Beast for example is just a guy who jumps in that movie yeah know? he's smart that's and he jumps. true
1: he's smart and he jumps yeah, and, yes. like, and roars that's
0: as much as 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 he could conceive of as they're like sure. how do you make this character cool sure whereas if you imagine Beast done by the Marvel franchise it would have been amazing because you realize just how awesome his power set is mm-hmm. and they make oh, that's the thing about about the Marvel movies too is like let's look at the last fight which apparently some people didn't enjoy but I liked and in Endgame Ridiculously where cool. all cool. these characters were on screen of varying power levels and they all seemed cool.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah,
0: like they all like some of the some like of these you characters. Said Howard
2: really, the Duck was there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in the background. Yes, but yeah. like
0: you know, not, I don't think he had his bow at this time. But like you have Hawkeye firing arrows next to like Captain Marvel's god level powers, right. and it still all makes sense. Right. Whereas in this thing, they're like literally like, well, if you're not Wolverine, you probably suck. So they're all going to sit it on the you know back burner. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, weirdly enough, if I was going to cast these films again, which I kind of did in First Class, I'd cast everybody younger. I would probably cast unknowns, and mm-hmm. I would cast the whole. I would make everybody at Xavier School look fifteen because then they then they feel like kids. So when they kind of don't get involved in the action, when they're casting like you know Anna Paquin at twenty five to play fifteen, you're like, why isn't she involved? Like jump in there. Or
2: when we saw the great Colossus scene where he walks into the room and meddles up, and we (laughs) were like, and he just walks, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and he walks out. But but uh, hey, want uh, me help you. Chelsea was like, like that's a high schooler, and we were like, yeah, we're like he's (laughs) seventeen. I don't know, but yeah, they're 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 these like older actors that. Has been my um, thrust is that when people think about the X Men, they think about eight hundred characters, they think about eight thousand villains, they think about all these characters, and so fans of I only the- know one X Men villain, Magneto. Yeah, I don't and know anybody else. Juggernaut and Blob oh, and yeah. Mystique those and those guys yeah. and uh, you know, uh, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on Sauron. Mm-hmm. Like Sauron, yeah, Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm Carl, also in this movie. Carl Lycos, who's a big pterodactyl man. Like, there's a bunch of awesome villains. Like they retroactively Lunas, the took over
1: like Greek
0: mythology it's and shit. They is should. Is his name they should, Sauron? Sauron. They should bring yeah. in the, the other stuff, as in Saurian, as in the, the flying dinosaur. Yes, thank you. Sir. Um, uh,
2: been, but but some but like fans today have been saying, oh, don't don't tie in the X-Men to the MCU. There's too many characters. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, no, the first X, the first new X-Men movie will be five, will be five teenage kids. It will be Mm -hmm. Cyclops, Beast, Jean Grey, you know, Iceman Angel or variations on that. And maybe cast more diversely because those characters Mm -hmm. can still be the same without all being good looking white kids from Mm -hmm. the Mm sixties comics. But the idea should be the same. And then obviously like make Iceman gay, like Mm -hmm. he's in the comics, but the idea is, yeah, it should be like a, an actor who's like in his thirties playing Charles Xavier, mm-hmm. an actor who looks like he's in his fifties playing Magneto when really he's in his like nineties, but he's stayed young mm-hmm. because he still needs to be a survivor from the Holocaust. Yeah. That's something they should never change for Magneto. I believe that should always be a part of Magneto as a character's mm-hmm. backstory, and then just have them go up against Magneto, and that's it, like that, mm-hmm. like the first mission. And if they're all kids that are like Tom, and Holland, Magneto
1: has his team of a few people.
2: That's exactly, but if, but, but if they are all of the the sort of the Tom Holland age Mm -hmm. and vibe. It's going to, it reminds me of when you watch Logan in color or it's like in, uh, in
1: homecoming where they're all
2: on the field trip together. It's Mm -hmm. like, that's what you want out of an Men. That's the feel. When you see Logan, um, Daphne Keene as X-23 she's fantastic and mm-hmm. there are moments where she gets into the action and you're like awesome cool there's other moments where she's in a, in fights with full grown men and you're scared because she's a child because she's a, cause like a kid mm-hmm. actor it's not like a 25 year old that they're like oh she's 15 this mm-hmm. is Laura it's X-23 yeah. no and if you see that movie in black and white the black and white cut of Logan, it's even sadder and less action oriented when she's getting in fights. You really are like, get that child out of there mm-hmm. and you feel that, that, yeah. that, that danger, you know?
0: So, okay. So two things, you'll you both get a chance to do your review of the movie. I swear. Um, <laughs> one, um, one of the interesting things Here's that I, I read important. in an article, um, about, uh, the Marvel universe is that like, you know, um, the, um the ancient one sort of points out that like the the infinity stones like basically hold reality together. Sure. And when you take one of them away, it leaves that reality vulnerable. And yes. which is great. So which is why they return the infinity stones to all the timelines, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you remember that in the current MCU timeline, the go forward MCU timeline that we're gonna have for the future movies, there are no infinity stones at all. They've all been destroyed Correct. by Correct. Thanos, which means Things like time travel is possible, which is why my vote is Kang the Conqueror will be the villain in the upcoming films. I've heard that a lot. Um, especially yeah. because he t- there's a really great tie-in with him in The Young Avengers, which is where I hope they're taking it. I've heard that but a
2: lot too, yeah. That's
0: also a perfectly good reason to suggest that mutation as a concept, which might mm. have been repressed by the Infinity Stones, which mm. isn't necessarily how the – Marvel universe actually works, right? But like, was being sort of mitigated by the Infinity Stones is now a thing, and then all of a sudden, people are becoming mutants all over the globe all at once. You know, there's a sort of mutant, sort of z- like like sea change because whatever was sort of funneling mutants down like a slower path. I like is the gone.
1: evolution aspect of yeah. mutant
2: stuff.
0: Though. Yeah, but it's yeah. still evolution. It's just it wasn't it was, it was like just being suppressed. made to happen. Yeah, it was like like the Infinity Stones were were keeping reality sort of like slightly tightly it's, knit.
2: It's like at the beginning of the first X Men movie, the Patrick Stewart narration is like every few millennia evolution skips forward and it's like okay well maybe Sax I feel like you're saying the impetus for that could be some Infinity Stone bullshit like that's why it's mm -hmm. skipping forward yeah the
0: the thing that was like stopping that from happening is Mm -hmm. is now happening but there
2: was still but Magneto was still born a mutant in the the 20s -hmm. And, uh, or or maybe the thirties and was a kid in, in world war two and Wolverine was still born a mutant in like 1860. Yeah. You know, there's been a couple here and there, but it's, yeah. But
0: now there's a bunch all at once. And I, and I actually disagree with you though, uh, Hector, I think the, core for like first X-Men team. Yeah. I'm sure people are going to hate this yeah. should be not the core X-Men. Okay. Not, not just because I don't want to Well, I don't know if I could necessarily. You've got to like,
1: have Wolverine I, in the new you know, movie. No. That I am agreement yeah. with. the
0: no Wolverine my for a thing while. Is you want, I mean, it doesn't have to be like Pixie and a lot of other like sort of Nick known X-Men. I don't no. know, but I feel like if you're telling the story of like the original 60s, good looking white boy X-Men, sure. you're going to end up having to tell that story again. Even if you change them a little bit, it becomes the same thing. Yeah. I think you just look at the panoply of X men that have existed and there are like hundreds of them and say yeah. we're going to make these five the core of, of Xavier's school sure and then it also allows you to drop the keystone x-men over time so it's like yeah. all of a sudden at the end of that movie they meet young Jean Grey or whatever dumb you want to do right but like I feel like if you do it with the the like original x-men gold team or whatever mm-hmm. you're going to end up Sort of finding it ends up having to be the same story, and it's just like
2: it, similar the, to First Class or the yeah. first X movie. I get that, I get that, and I also want to like, I wanted to you think they him, won't
1: add in Wolverine.
2: I think that he, I think, here's my take on Wolverine. I feel like, first of all, he mm-hmm. get an actor X-Men who is for so many people, he is, mm-hmm. but that's why I'm saying you got to save it. Look at what they did, you think they'll do look that. At, look at what they did with Spider Man, there's already two movie Spider Mans, five movies. No, yeah, five movies before they got to Tom Holland, right? What did they decide to do? Well, we got to make him different. We're going to cast younger. Mm-hmm. Automatically, this is a different version of the character. Uh, and then after that, they they gave him a new cast of supporting characters for his own movie that were pretty different, pretty diverse. You know, mm-hmm. they sort of they really leaned in on the he's a fifteen year old kid. I think that with Wolverine, you do a similar approach with like Hugh Jackman's been Wolverine for twenty years. You have to cast an actor that does not make anybody think mm-hmm. of Hugh Jackman. That means short, five foot three, stocky, not classically handsome, but somebody who's very charismatic and very sexy, but not handsome. It, it, like Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Like this little shit, this little squirrely, like you know. Michael Rooker. Yes. Honestly, yeah, without the accent. Yeah. But like a young, yes, like a, um, yeah, pretty much like, like, a, like a young Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. Because um, Javier Bardem, I don't think is classically handsome, but damn it, he's sexy because he just has that 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 dangerousness, right? You yeah. kind of you—that's what you have to do. And Hugh Jackman is classically handsome, and he's a showman, the world's greatest. In fact, this dude knows how to be a leading man. He's he was kind of born to Fuck do you, that. PT Barnum. So why? Well, yeah, boo, PT Barnum. <laughs> but uh, I think that the way to introduce Wolverine is you introduce him via the Hulk. You introduce him fighting Mark Ruffalo. If, if in Phase 4 or beyond, the Hulk gets a little evil and kind of goes mm-hmm. off the rails, the government no. hires the Canadian mm-hmm. government because he's in the Canadian wilderness, and the Canadian government sends in Weapon X, like mm-hmm. just, a, just a guy who's like, I'm an assassin. Nobody knows, what I, nobody knows what I can do. I'm wearing a cowboy hat. I'm in a helicopter, and maybe have Nick Fury or an equivalent of be like, we need this little motherfucker to go in there and you know take out mm-hmm. the Hulk. You introduce him in that way, kind of like the comics where he's, he's, he's a Marvel idea, concept, maybe attached to Alpha out- Flight something and then later he works. joins the X-Men because turns out he's a mutant like yeah that fight would be fun but it, whatever mm-hmm. they can figure out how to Hulk make that work destroy yes him? but Wolverine like rip him in half and bo- then it's over I mean yeah and that might happen and we've seen mm-hmm. that in comics mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. ultimate Hulk versus Wolverine but the point yeah. is is that he, he shouldn't be half. he should not be X-Men movie day one he should be in the second or third or fourth mm-hmm. okay. of the new pepper X-Men movies he shows two. up yeah. okay. pepper him in and I think that the opportunity is also there for like, I do. I would want to start from square one with a lot of young characters, but mm-hmm. certain X-Men characters like Storm, I think she works better as a full-grown adult woman. I think mm-hmm. she works better, especially if, make her close to the same age as T'Challa, so that they can do, right. hey, they knew each other mm-hmm. when they were kids, right? Because she is exactly. African, and, mm-hmm. and actually- have an actress who sticks with an accent the whole time <laughs> would be great. Like even in within one movie, yes. Yeah. Within Koli one. Yeah.
0: Uh, did, did, a, did had um the actress playing Storm now. On, oh,
2: Alexander um, ship.
0: Yeah, um, she's great. I a, like her. Apparently, she's amazing and like super fun and charming. And he was like he was he he basically came out of that interview being like I am ready for the T'Challa Storm relationship on screen. Sure. Yeah. Although exactly they're, they're probably not similar in age, but
2: yeah. Uh, but I would also want to. He's as, like forty something years exactly. old. Exactly. As great as Alexander ship is, well, just even have her be a friend God. of Shuri instead. Maybe. But I feel bad because first of all, I would not want to to bring in any this should all be completely recast. Every mm-hmm. single like, it's the same reason that like I love J.K. Simmons. He should not be J. Jonah Jameson in a Spider-Man sequel. Like he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It should be new actors because you don't want to remind. This isn't James Bond where you could just bring in Judy Dench as M. Mm-hmm. This isn't, you know, this isn't mm-hmm. like yeah, it's you don't want it. This isn't a Superman Returns where you just have Jor-El Marlon Brando footage. Like, don't do that because I don't think it's a good way to go. But, yeah.
0: um, all right, so let, let, why don't you give us your take you, on the you, movie? You
2: wrap up the final thoughts, okay. wrap up the final so thoughts. My final then thoughts and are
0: it's, it's fundamentally a, a pretty good movie. Uh, I think it, no matter when you're watching it, it's fun, it's compelling. There's some really great scenes in it, the characters are really cool. I do think that it feels like a product of its time in a way that I wasn't really ready for watching it again. And I think that, you know, uh, it's got a lot of the, I mean, I, It's not as much, I mean, despite its director, it's not as much problematic as it is just sort of a little bit um, tone deaf. And I think that it could really be better. Um, I also think that, I think, you know, it's one of those movies where it's almost like sort of showing like a classic movie to a kid where you're like, this is how we got to where we are in this mm -hmm. golden age of superheroes. Um, I certainly think that I could watch Ian McKellen do anything for any amount of time, yeah. uh, and so in that He's way... so funny in this yeah. movie. yeah. And, and his Magneto really is just the best we're ever going to get of a Magneto, I think, in many ways, and I, I mean, I love the mm-hmm. new Until Magneto. Until Fassbender
1: is 67 yeah. years old. But then great. we want him recast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I
0: do. But, I, but it's just, Ian McKellen is just so perfect as this sort of, because you also, Magneto always has to be this character who, like, is dangerous, has mm-hmm. zero regard for, like, life if, he, if it doesn't directly benefit him on some level, but mm-hmm. also is lovable and has a and like is conflicted and mm-hmm. is like fighting all these things So it's like I think that you really get that Because you
1: understand yeah. like his cause You understand mm-hmm. the righteousness yes. behind yes. his cause You do And yeah. why he's doing it He
2: is like Loki in that Loki the, the cinematic version has enhanced the comic book version As a character that people root for now And they understand his motivation And he has gone back and forth between the side of good and evil And you're always mm-hmm. kind of like oh, you Maybe there's still hope But, but Loki will oh, always see. kind of be Loki uh, I think Magneto is in, the, in that yeah. same way, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I
0: think fundamentally it's a good film and I really enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it again today. I don't I don't think if someone gave me a chance between – choice between seeing this and seeing like one of the MCU, I'd probably pick one of those. And even yeah. some of the worst ones are, yeah. are really sort of like – they're just much more in the scope of modern storytelling. Um, I think like any superhero film that was a product of the superhero comics that were a product of the era they were made, probably right. some things that could be updated. Yes. Um. You know, and, and – I don't want to be that guy, but I, I do think that you know you, you can just ask yourself the fundamental question: like, why couldn't Pyro be African American?
2: Why, why Absolutely, couldn't he? is Absolutely. he supposed to be? No, I mean, no. Oh, but, okay. but again, you know, just uh, just adapting just, these characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, like I, I've had this conversation with um, with my friend Damien Poitier. Damien mm-hmm. has has discussed that, like, for X Men being as as. A metaphor for diversity as it is it there is a lack of certain demographics and and he was specifically pointing to like there's no like modern set day equivalent like african-american male and Mm -hmm. people were like well bishop and he goes yeah but bishop is a character from the future like he's like an alternate you know he's Mm -hmm. not like a a black man living in the u.s today yeah and there's no man like that on the x-men there's no Mm -hmm. you know there's there's a lot of those little gaps In the the demos, well, it's
0: also like you pointed out too in your um, in your reviews of like the racial diversity in the Avengers films. Like almost all of the racially diverse characters that you end up like like you kind of imagine in your head that I'm trying to think of who these characters are. But there's a lot there's a lot of characters that you when you read the comics, even though they're like blue or green, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, that character is black, but they're not coded
2: as whatever. Sure, uh,
0: but but they're but they're mutants who happen to be like an entirely different color, let alone being black. And so you're like, well, they're not really showing us an expression of the African American experience. They are certainly showing us an experience. Of being a different color than everyone around you, but like if you're trying to express the African American identity in those comics, it has to be an actual black person who grew up in America, black, Mm -hmm. and not just yeah, you know, like Kondarian who happens to be you know. I
2: love Zoe Saldana. She's my favorite actor in the Guardians movies. She moves me to tears. I love her. I love Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. They're great. They are black and and Latina. Mm -hmm. Like that's Mm -hmm. that's that's who they are in real life. But their characters are. Asgardian and Zaborian or whatever. Like they're yeah. not like from a Latin country or mm-hmm. from the US yeah. or from a, a, an African country or whatever. So yeah. it's great to see Zoe. It's great to see Tessa. And I mm-hmm. and that needs to happen. Like I love Palm Clemente as Mantis. yeah, And I love that Mantis in the comic books was sort of half Vietnamese or coded as being Asian, while still kind of being otherworldly, and they stuck to it. And they have an Asian actress playing Mantis, and I think that's great. But she's not technically Asian yeah, from yeah, yeah. Asia. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but, but like, but I still love that. That yeah. I love her character. Or it's like, or, that yeah. the, or
0: the, the the in the Captain Marvel, we see that there's like an, an entire like you know there's there's a whole Crayola box of colors of different types of Cree,
2: right? But yeah,
0: does that mean that on Cree they have those same? Probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Like,
2: Interesting. I mean, yeah. I'm
0: assuming on Cree, it's basically you're blue or you're not blue you know yeah. what i mean and that was the, that's yeah. where racism starts yeah but exactly cuz like, cuz actually in comics it was there was blue cree and white cree and,
2: and they called them pink cree, pink they, cree. Did. Yeah, yeah. they did yeah they did yeah they
0: did um and uh, and so it's like you know now they've sort of open that bot that 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 up and so there's a bunch of people with different colors you're like mm-hmm. cool but what does that mean does right. it have a meaning does it what mm-hmm. you know like and sh- it should it kind of should you mm-hmm. know what I mean I and, agree um uh so I think yeah like the, like most comic movies of its time it's just like I would in, looking back I would have been interested in seeing it be more diverse especially in the x-men which is just such an analogy to for. diversity
1: and you said maybe the lady death strike death was a little
2: yeah it's like that and I love Kelly who and mm-hmm. she's she has such a presence in this movie for being a silent asian character literally no lines. literally no lines which again is a bummer other than i think maybe she says one or two things but like yeah and the way that she dies i said that she had like what i don't know if this is a real term i'm sure there's an actual term for it but i called it a beautiful death we have a female character who dies in this like, Choir like singing in the background, and she man. still looks pretty and her makeup so good. she's yeah. crying metal yeah. and she's crying metal so it's oh beautiful and then her head falls in the tank and it's like i don't know if that is a part of how we look at violence towards women in media and it might be a part of that and it might not be but I just, I, I always think about that moment when I think about how male characters are allowed to die on screen and sometimes it's more brutal and it's uglier and it's mm-hmm. not it's not these these typical angelic sort of, for like right. villains especially like male villains are allowed to be a little crucified as mm-hmm. they, gruesome and it's, it's horrific but female villains are like Oh, and then they. That's I'm, I'm going to skip
0: googling it, but I, yeah. but I don't actually remember if Lady Deathstrike is a mutant in the comics. I know she was one of the Reavers. And I think I don't she remember. might
2: not have been. Yeah. I think she was a human that was like experimented on. Maybe. So,
0: so in that case, mm-hmm. like the the whole point of her having no free will, like mm-hmm. being subjected to the the mind control drug, like you know when Cyclops attacks, they're like, oh no, Cyclops is being mind controlled. Let's yeah. do everything we can to, to save, save him. him. Yeah. And we know that she's being mind controlled, but nobody seems to care or notice. I know. And it's just like. So why not just take that Plot out of it Like why not right. just say She's a mercenary She's yeah. a super powerful mercenary yeah. Evil on her own Yeah She and, agrees and then, with yeah, William Because Stryker. it's like
1: what you said You can see mm-hmm. the moment Where she like Gains her mm-hmm. sentience Or whatever yeah, Her eyes change back over While
0: she's dying And you're yeah, like no. Oh no like, and it's, it's like r- just it, have
1: her Be an evil person Don't have her be Or save her. her Yeah Or, or save, save her. her at the end because well, if, if, it's a if,
2: Wolverine fight He's not gonna save her Exactly But 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 what a crazy Heroic moment That could have been For Wolverine Exactly Earlier in the movie He's killing army guys in the mansion Which was a rad scene And it still holds up mm-hmm. The best you know, scene in the movie Is the White House scene In the beginning It is With Nightcrawler It really is That scene is bonkers So you
0: going with it so, so, All
2: sorry. I'm saying uh, is just, uh, I agree with Keller Is that um, It could have been Very interesting To to f- have a Female subservient Quote unquote Asian woman In this movie But at the end gains free will and joins the side of the X-Men, and then Kelly, who was in X-Men 3. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, could it could have been cool, but yeah. it was not a priority for them. Significantly better. It was, they, you know, it that, was that all, sort of stuff. This movie was, well, like... Well, and
0: this was this is during a time where I think that that regardless of the racial implications of it I feel yeah. like the audience would have been like lady death strikes a villain and she can never be a hero and blah Absolutely. blah blah and you're like and now I think we're ready to accept that those lines can be blurred yes. in the storytelling yeah. narrative I agree what is no.
1: evil mm-hmm. I agree evil. but
0: yeah she could just very much have been on team striker being like yeah, yeah I, like a, like even if she was a mutant she'd be like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care I'm gonna be I'm gonna survive and yeah. like and I'm I'm for me and that's all that matters totally. and then
2: like maybe, mystique like yeah.
0: she's
1: happy she has a yeah. skeleton that's made of adamantium yeah, yeah. It's cool. My fingernails.
0: Yeah. And she has like, and she has a grudge on Wolverine. Like you were the first, you were, you were version one. I'm version yeah. two. I need to take you out. But yeah. instead she's literally just a mindless automaton who then gets a humanity just as, as she's dying. As she dies
2: great. and still doesn't get a line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But Kelly, who's awesome. So Kelly, who's awesome. All of those things I think are all connected. It's all what Sack said is that this is a good movie. It's an enjoyable movie. I'm doing my summary now. It, <laughs> it, uh, I think it mostly holds up, but there are still, elements of the film that are of its time and it's stuff that i think that we have moved beyond not just in movie making but specifically comic book superhero marvel movies even more specifically like we've moved past that stuff and so watching this movie i had a great time but it did really make me even more excited for hopefully years from now not anytime soon we get some x-men stuff in the marvel cinematic universe because i love i love the scene with bobby drake I love the scenes with the kids in this movie, and I would love for the X-Men to, once again, really lean All into... All like, going up against the soldiers. Yeah, in. yeah. That was cool. I would love for it, once again, for the the, the the real metaphors to come through, for the thematic nature of the X-Men to really hit and land. Mm-hmm. And I have been observing that the world right now, politically, is horrendous, but teenagers who are sick of getting killed in their own schools have become so politically sick involved. sick of the... Uh, sick of the bullshit that adults have been doing. Major corporations you know, major deciding it's for us to die. Absolutely. So that I have been using as inspiration in my life, but I also look at that and I go, that's what an X-Men movie should be. Mm-hmm. It should be and it would fit perfectly with, again, the MCU. If Peter Parker grew up in a world with Iron Man and that was part of him being like, I'm going to be a superhero, why wouldn't a group of teenagers who have powers tell their mentors, hey, we're sick of hiding, we need to put on costumes, we're calling ourselves the X-Men. And Charles Xavier's like, no, you really do need that's to hide. real like, hacky, that's, guys. That's yeah, my yeah, name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, guys. And it's a ki- it's all kids. Mm-hmm. It's it's like how Reed Richards created the name the Fantastic Car, apparently when he was a kid to make it mm-hmm. more palpable that he would call something the Fantastic Car For the Fantastic well, Four. So I, I,
0: I also think too that you know one of the great things about the MCU or the is that there's already this understanding of powered individuals, which means the idea of being a mutant isn't in mm-hmm. itself like it's just like no, it's it's not so much mutants are like the enemy. It's just like mm-hmm. suddenly there are people who are. Just getting powers and yeah, powers we've been are dangerous. Enhanced in the field. And we've already spent yeah. the last ten years yeah. dealing with powered individuals fucking everything up. The it's like kind of amazing Accords. how like stable people are considering that. Yes. When like you know, but w-
2: but we could get a real like uh, that's what's co- that what was cool about Spider-Man: Homecoming is that you actually got. I think, really for the first time in a major Marvel movie is like the regular civilian's reaction to the world that they live in. You had the coach, do a flip. Coach Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> do a flip. Okay, Spider-Man, <laughs> you know, do that. Uh, you had kids react playing murder, fuck, kill mm-hmm. with superhero. And you're like, that's how people would live in this world. If you do the X-Men, you can show the political side of that, the ugly side of that, how people would react to, because mm-hmm. we were having William Hurt tell us, you know, people think you're vigilantes in Captain America Civil War. But it's like, I want to see a lady screaming at the tv i want to see you know we had a little bit of that with miriam sharp in captain america civil war when she's like my son died mr stark mm-hmm. who's gonna avenge my son and then that kicked that off but like we could get way more of that and with when people say well it doesn't make any sense that in the marvel comics that the x-men are hated and feared when the avengers are praised and lauded it's because there uh, are people who still hate those people yes mm-hmm. it's it's it, you're you're describing um Racism and bigotry, which is illogical. So, mm-hmm. like, if people are like, it wouldn't make sense. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make sense None that there's sense. kids locked up in mm-hmm. cages right now. Like, that's and it yeah. all comes from Stephen Miller, who's in the White House, mm-hmm, like, yeah. who is apparently also an X Men too at the end of this movie with a pen in his mouth. But the the the, the 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 point I'm trying to make is, it's it would be it would be so great right now, especially to have a movie really tackle some of that stuff. Yeah. that's that's how I feel about the movie, I still especially like it, a I movie more. like this yeah. that can. Hit so many damn people Agreed Like
1: How much money did Endgame make If Marvel put out an X-Men movie With those kinds of themes behind it Yeah like, It'd be great Well, Get and then the you fuck also, out of you, here.
0: You, The wonderful thing about it too Is that, that you can also Still be talking about Some of those modern things Like if you have A diverse yeah. X-Men team yeah. One or more of the people in the X-Men team Can have preconceived notions About the racial identities Of the other people On the team yeah. It's like Even though they're all Mutants together They're still They still have that Sort of programmed Thought process Of being yeah. a citizen And now It's like Absolutely We well, need to band together As all being one And it's like Oh wait mm-hmm. That's a universal lesson That isn't just for mutants You know mm-hmm. It's for everybody and, uh, and that's That's kind of interesting for Gender, too.
2: sexuality, everything yeah. So yeah that would be that would be great, yeah. Because the X Men are supposed to be kids recruited like from all over the country that can't like their like their parents yeah, and their so living So you got situation. a racist X Men from <laughs> Alabama. It's like, hey, <laughs> fuckface. Yeah, here's exactly. the exactly. And he's like, well, I got powers too. And it's like, you need to learn stuff too. He's like, I do. I do need to learn stuff. I and did, I did. Need to learn stuff. I did. I learned something in the Danger Room this morning. It's pretty cool. Now I'm on of the men Not only did I learn how to shoot uh, uh, fireballs out of my hands, but uh, Professor X told me about Martin Luther King Jr. He's a pretty cool guy. (laughs) Taking those out of classes. I learned how to fly a jet, but I also learned about Cesar Chavez. I like it. Professor X told me about Malcolm X. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty cool dude. I like that. I like that. Um, That's great. All right. So, Keller, give us your final thoughts, wrap-up thoughts on X2 uh I've said it multiple times. this movie is a
1: Sunday afternoon on the f x network
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: that is exactly what it is There's that nothing is, else on uh, you're like, oh, all right, I'll watch this, yeah, exactly. I'm surprised there weren't commercials just yeah. now when we were watching it. I didn't have to fast forward to anything um. I watched the first one again before we watched it as, as the rules yes. state. You uh, didn't have
2: to do that, Sax, but that mm-hmm. was our dumb rule is that if we ever watch a sequel, mm-hmm. Keller and I at least have to watch the movies leading up to it if we hadn't if we hadn't already. I definitely yeah, so. would
0: have watched again. That would oh, happen.
2: Oh, cool. You. Cool. Uh, yeah, well, you'd like X-Men 1 more. That movie I thought was a little
1: boring compared to this one, mm-hmm. but also yeah. you're right. This movie is nothing without the first one. Yeah. Uh, the casting is great. Yeah. Brian Cox is great. Yeah. I think he was even... I think he was scarier than Ian McKellen in the first one. Yeah, was because especially with Ian McKellen in this one, he's just—I think every Likeable. line is a joke. Yeah, for the most
2: part. When will which these people I learn to fly? Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah. And and you know why? Because Brian Cox had the power of the US government backing him up. You know what did. I mean? Like that's what was that's what was scary. Whereas Magneto, you're like, ah, he's just a one terrorist. There are a few
1: times, Hector, that you were like,
2: Yeah, that's how the government would react. Yeah, yeah that's how the government <laughs> would react. <laughs> Sending uh, in a bunch of armed guards to the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. They have a jet. Yeah. It's definitely. under the
1: basketball court. That was a great line. Yeah. What kind of jet? We don't know. <laughs> but it comes out of the basketball court. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh he was great. Mm-hmm. The casting is Pretty good for the most part, Mm -hmm. except for Halle Berry's
2: phoning it in. I mean, she's a wonderful actor, and I think from the beginning, I think she was miscast as Storm. Yeah, I think that Halle Berry could have made a very interesting Jean Grey. I think Halle Berry would have made. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think Halle Berry could have made a a, a better other X Men character. It doesn't have to be the one black woman. Yeah, I know, I know. Like she, she would because she's because Halle Berry. When I see Halle Berry. Uh, And she's had some really powerful, dramatic performances. But whenever I see Halle Berry, I think of somebody who's very capable of being very endearing and Mm kind of sweet. And so if she were Jean Grey, it's like this, like, you know, that would have been cool. Or she could have been an interesting shadow cat or, um, fuck, we need more female. There's a lot of female characters in the Mm -hmm. X-Men. Maybe an older rogue could have been cool or I don't know. And now if we get rogue, she could literally absorb the powers of Brie Larson. And then the rogue could fly oh, around damn, and have super strength fly. today. It yeah. could it could be the comic that book. That could be rogue. real. That could be real. Anyway, you're talking about the cast. Keep going, Keller. Uh I think it's a good movie. I think it is
1: one of the better sequels. I do. After we talked about it, I was like, okay, yeah, this did come out before everything else came out. Yep. So it is allowed its little sure. problems. Yeah. But that fucking White House scene is crazy. So uh I feel like Brian Singer's like Bucky Bryan Singer, has like ideas for sequences. <laughs> yes. And he's like we got to make sure these things happen mm-hmm. and we need to get to those things. Mm-hmm.
0: I call it plotting versus pantsing. I just read about this. Um, oh, yeah. The, like, yeah. Like writers who plot out things and like, build it out and they know what they need to get to, mm-hmm. but that's not very organic, versus pantsing, which comes from By the sea of Your Pants, where you yeah. build these organic characters and they grow through. Mm-hmm.
1: He's definitely a plotter. He doesn't give a flying and fuck. And X-Men needs to be wants. all fucking characters. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it,
2: mm-hmm. it Well, now, now, now we're used to that with how the Marvel movies work, is that people have uh, fairly criticized the plots that are pretty thin, the villains that aren't always strong in every individual MCU. Movie, but you know what they have been focusing on. You know what they've been nailing is they made you care about Steve Rogers. They yeah, made you're you care crying about,
1: multiple times yeah, in man. Endgame because of
2: the hero character. Yeah. Made you care about Peter Quill as a character and Groot and Rocket Raccoon. Groot, a it's talking crazy. tree and a raccoon. It's crazy. Are so beloved, the X Men could also benefit from some of that storytelling mm-hmm. approach. You know, as as, as much. Oh, but, as, but also, there
1: are such fucking crazy, cool storylines to pull is. from. That is, can yeah. You can have both.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: And we have seen both. Like, Civil War is a very complex movie that has so many fucking moving parts, in character, but it doesn't all, sacrifice yeah. really I would agree. anything for either or. I would agree with that. Like, cool. it's all building to two scenes in that, but
2: you don't mm-hmm. sacrifice anything in between. Mm-hmm. There you have it. So, Sax, now we've come to the part of the show where you tell us your pick for a movie that you think belongs on the 500 greatest movies of all time. It's your second pick, so you get to okay. pick another movie that's not Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because it's already on there anything you want man anything you think is good it could be the movie we watched today it could be X2 it could be X-Men 1 Shane Black's Predator it could be Shane Black's Predator (laughs) the Predator
0: I I do have a soft plot for Shane Black's movies um I know well I I do feel like I don't know why maybe because like I'm such a geek and I love these kind of movies and I also like I'm definitely not you know not an apologist when it comes to superhero movies I think that superhero movies are a valid uh, like thing so I'm I'm encouraged to replace one with the other so providing that it is not already said I will put Captain America. America, um, winter soldier. Nice. Good. Um, I think Captain America, winter soldier is probably the best, in terms of movie movie, it's probably the best movie of the, um, of the Marvel movies at all. I mean, it's just, it's as a film, it is. The and best it can one.
1: almost stand on its own yeah. for the most part. It doesn't really need yeah. a whole lot of the wow. other stuff. Um,
0: and Good it, it, pick. it is, it's really fantastic. It's a great spy film. It has some really great characters in it and some great drama and it's powerful. Super cool and action sequences. I think, um, yeah, it's, and it's, it, it's really expertly done. And I, I do, I mean, obviously are there better movies in terms of the Marvel franchise sure. in terms of itself? Maybe. Sure. sure. Um, Ant Man is still my favorite of those films because I love so Ant Man.
2: But I love how you yeah. also don't consider Ant Man to be the best, but it's your favorite. And I love that. yeah, it's that. definitely
0: yeah. a really. But I mean, I'll, but I will put Ant Man and um, Winter Soldier in the same boat as both being examples of an era in which the Marvel films were trying to be great examples of other genres yeah, as well as genres. Movies. Yeah, yeah. So sure. Ant Man's yeah. a great sp- uh, thievery movie. It's a great heist film, mm-hmm. but it's also a good Marvel movie. Um, Winter Soldier is a fantastic uh, Marvel movie, but it's also probably a really amazing spy film. And mm-hmm. there's just so much about it that's really just fantastic.
2: How yeah. happy were you that Avengers Endgame had uh, Paul Rudd saying, Time Heist? Were you really happy <laughs> yeah, about I that? Yeah, I did
0: enjoy Time yeah. Heist. Okay, great. And were
2: you happy when he walked
1: on when Cap walked onto the elevator and yeah. you thought oh, yeah. they were going to redo that scene and then do the Hill Hydra scene. yeah that was
0: really good yeah. I also I was looking for Zola to show up at that one scene where they were in oh, yeah. the basement Toby you Jones
2: know. that would have been great
0: um, uh, yeah and actually to just to speak to that really briefly my Ant-Man love to, to put it here on this yeah. podcast he was for great game. so mm-hmm. you're you're like these are the new main Avengers yes list. and I put Ant-Man on there right I think, I think Wasp should probably be on there on mm-hmm. her own merits but I think Ant-Man shouldn't because my version of it is the third Ant-Man film mm-hmm. is Ant-Man and the Young Avengers and it's mm. all about how He's
1: the father um, figure For yeah, the yeah. Young Avengers
0: How Cassie Lang Has secretly been <laughs> meeting At her high school With who we will later know Are the Young Avengers Because Cassie Lang Is powered And, and her dad doesn't know it And they're all sort of Getting together and Whoa. meeting And then eventually They get in over their head And they have to go back To Scott to help them So he essentially Becomes like the den mother To Cassie and Patriot I'm so all the glad
1: characters. Kevin Feige listens you listen to this podcast Yeah, yeah, um, and I th-
0: yeah So I <laughs> think, I think Ant-Man and the Young Avengers Kevin, Is my hello. pick for how they get them into the movie yeah. um, And then So in that ways He sort of has to still stay that one step removed from the Avengers I also think just I think Wasp that would be a great move for the Avengers to say Wasp you clearly have your shit together yes you are like you are you are a heat-seeking missile of effectiveness yes man is not that even though he is very good at what he does we want those who can't do teach and that's (laughs) what
2: that's that's the tag that's on the poster oh fuck Ant- yeah, and in the Young Avengers, yeah, and like great. have
1: Luis be his like yeah. co-teacher. Yeah, but oh it's
2: also yeah because of course Luis and all those
0: characters are like are in that film as part uh-huh. of like the sort of squad that backup supports the. It's Avengers. like the
2: staff. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And that's Support also a great staff. way to
0: involve like Kang the Conqueror or whoever you want to do. That's
2: really great, yeah, man. I like that. God damn it! Um, and man I also I, want I, just, that.
0: I just like taking off your idea though of like Wasp getting the actual yes. call up to the. Is it big those sport? who ant do? Because Wasp
2: has always those who ant do. Those who ant teach.
0: That is so brilliant. Oh my. God. Wow, um, but I also yeah, I mean, but the best thing about your list though is how incredibly diverse and cool it was. Well, and, so and, like- and
2: I got great feedback, so my list was uh, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, mm-hmm. um, uh, Don Cheadle, uh, Rhodey, War Machine, mm-hmm. and uh, Valkyrie as Valkyrie, to, uh, like Scrapper. One, the War only 42, reason I have it, you know, just I go. think
1: War Machine is just because he's a little too similar to Cap. Well, I think, I even think though he yeah, has his, like, yes
2: and no. Well, here, here's what I like about it. I've realized that the friendship between Don Cheadle and Anthony Mackie, You guys like how I Rody, him Cap.
1: Yes. I just called Sam Wilson Cap. He's he is. Cap
2: now. Mm-hmm. Rody and uh, Sam has kind of developed in the background over the past couple movies that I'm like, mm-hmm. I really liked their friendship to where in Avengers Infinity War, it was Rody that was walking through the jungle going, Sam, Sam, oh, yeah. where are you? And he disappeared. Like, you know, it was Okoye seeing T'Challa mm-hmm. disappear. It was, so so, like, I like their friendship, but. I am basing it off of people are going, who's the new Trinity? Who's the new Trinity? The Trinity traditionally was Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. And I feel like you have Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. You have characters that fill that role. I don't know if, and, and they should be the trinity of the Avengers movies, but if you're saying what are the three new characters that should be like the focus, people were like Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Totally, totally. Spider-Man's good. not Doctor an, an official like, yet. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them on the Avengers team because Doctor Strange, I'm like strong enough to do his own thing. Spider-Man needs to graduate Spider-Man high school. doing mm-hmm. his own thing, right? T'Challa, mm-hmm. I want on the Avengers, the same reason as Wasp, mm-hmm. because T'Challa, Wasp, and Ant-Man. Ant-Man and Wasp were founding members of the Avengers, but T'Challa... Black Panther and Wasp are like, you know, huge mainstay Avengers characters historically. Like Wasp stayed on Mm -hmm. the Avengers long after Ant-Man left, Hank Pym. Mm -hmm. And it was Janet, but it was Michelle Pfeiffer, but still like a Wasp was there the Mm -hmm. whole time. Same with Black Panther, and I would want uh, Black Sam, Panther
1: is like on the Avengers. He didn't he, like.
2: He's pretty much like he is one of the main in the same way that like Vision and Scarlet Witch and uh-huh. Quicksilver and Captain America and Hawkeye, I all of those know characters. He being Black King the Widow whole
1: time that he only came he, in for he, the biggies.
2: He is and he isn't. There's times where long runs where he's like a main member, and what I love too is that he initially joins the Avengers to make sure that the Avengers are not a threat to Wakanda, and then like befriends them and become uh-huh. you know. So, but yeah, he he's still doing his kingly stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's like, I think, and again, remember in the MCU for five years, T'Challa has been missing. So Wakanda has been kingless and half of its population list for five years. What if when he comes back, they don't necessarily need him as, but like, so he's like, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. go spend some time with the Avengers, but Wasp should be on there because I want Evangeline Lilly to be, to have that kind of role. Mm-hmm. So Paul Rudd basically did it in Endgame. Like he was on the Avengers as Ant-Man and Giant-Man and the whole mm-hmm. shebang. Wasp should be on there right Especially anthony since he came
1: in he's like hey guys this shit doesn't work exactly you to me. Mm-hmm. so
2: so those are the six characters that i yeah. want it was it was falcon cap uh Rhodey, war machine because another reason too yeah. is i'm like i think rody i thought Rhodey, you were, when you were talking only mm-hmm. 4 so here's the question though, Does, does and, yeah. Rhodey
0: come in Does Rhodey Is Rhodey still War Machine Or is Rhodey, Ant, uh, is
2: War, Rhodey Iron, Iron Man? Man I think he's War Machine Okay And I think that Valkyrie is Valkyrie Not Thor But mm-hmm. she occupies The role yeah. Of a okay. Thor The same way that, that You know mm-hmm. f- f- Like Falcon or, Ma- or Anthony Mackie Or Sam Wilson Is mm-hmm. Captain America But he's gonna mm-hmm. be capped with I wings I wonder what Tessa right. Thompson's Contract looks like
0: um, So yeah. uh, incidentally Keller to take off Something you just said I think it's very important my, At the end of my Ant-Man and the Young Avengers movie The yeah. end credit role, role Is the Avengers are all like in a classroom. They're like, OK, we're going to let you guys continue doing this or we're going to mm-hmm. figure out how to like what, what, you know, the Avengers have figured out they exist. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be like, all right, we're going to figure out what the next steps are. Mm-hmm. But we want to add someone to your group, someone with a little more experience, but who's also your age. Hey. And then Spider-Man oh. comes walking in. Let's uh, go. And then. Yeah. And then you basically just go with that. Like, so I yeah, think. It's
2: like the, the next generation, basically, yeah. of Avengers characters.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and then I also oh, think. Pete Bishop And have whoever, Spidey be
2: the head. Be the leader? Yeah,
0: or at I least mean, be on it. Yeah, like,
2: but like you said, think, New yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah, I think yeah. Kate
0: Bishop isn't in that movie either. I think Kate Bishop is added in the movie like sure. as a sort of like, – I sure. don't think she goes to the high school with Cassie Lang and Patriot and mm-hmm. um, and Hulkling and, mm-hmm. and Wiccan. I think those are all the characters that like Hulkling? have the secret
2: club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hulkling's a scroll so it's yeah. pretty <laughs> – Yeah, it's great. And yeah. we have Skrulls now, so it's great. Yeah. But yeah. to go back to what you were saying, mm-hmm. Sax, that like four of the six characters I listed are black – Mm-hmm. Or half black or mixed or whatever. Um, and the f- feedback I got is that only one person out of the many, many people that gave me feedback, one person was like, mm, seems a little political. And one other person was like, what do you mean by that? And then I didn't see what they <laughs> said. But I've gotten a lot of feedback of people going, you know what's great? Is that this seems like a natural team. And I'm only just now realizing... Four sixths of it is black, mm-hmm. but it's still it's it seems like yeah. those are the characters that have earned it. Like that would kind of yeah. make sense. And I wanted Don Cheadle on there as like Iron Man role or as War Machine because I'm like I don't know how many more movies he's got left. And I know people are like, well, put Shuri on there. Let's get you know Iron Man's daughter. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah we got we got time. Mm-hmm. Give me one or two more movies with Don Cheadle, and then he retires, mm-hmm. and that he gets the signature in the credits, and mm-hmm. then we can bring in Riri Williams, and mm-hmm. then we can bring in yeah. Morgan Stark ten years from now or whatever. So
0: I yeah. I also think. I um, think uh what's great about the current landscape of the Avengers post yeah. uh, Endgame is it would be very hard to make a top six Avengers that wasn't diverse especially yeah. African American and women absolutely those are the two those those are the prevailing lot categories of, of characters. existing characters totally. in the Marvel Universe totally. right now yeah um, and I think that that's really awesome so I think that that uh, you know I think your your list is the best list but, oh, I, don't, thanks, but I think man. anyone who is making a list out of the current pieces on the chessboard is can't make and a make, bad list yeah, yes can make it I agree and
2: awesome. I agree I know uh, some of our friends were, were posting GIFs on Twitter of um, all of the great female characters in the MCU and their great moments Mm -hmm. and then they're all like they're just like cheering it on and I went yeah that's awesome let me do a gif of all the Latino characters and it was just Luis just a gif of him (laughs) smiling and a couple people were like aw man and I'm like you know it'll happen we got time but yeah
0: unfortunately I was having this conversation with somebody the diversity on the Avengers in the comics is actually somewhat lacking too so it's like it's hard to find Latino Avengers to bring into the movies to be in this position it's hard to find Asian Avengers it's hard to find
1: just have them be anybody, though. Well, that's the thing is
0: that you, you yes. have to do that. But I you actually recast, think another yeah. thing too, which is like my personal mission because it just has to be one of my favorite characters of all time. And obviously, this isn't necessarily my my fight to have. Um, mm-hmm. I think there should be an Amadeus Cho movie, and I think mm-hmm. Amadeus Cho should be a major player in the. Uh, I agree. I agree. Amadeus Cho is a great that character, would be awesome. the seventh most intelligent person in the world, yeah. and be, basically becomes Hercules and the Hulk, and has a like husky puppy that may or may not be Cerberus. I mean, this is super cool that's character. Cool. And we just and need,
2: his yeah. mom has yeah. already been in the movies. Oh, really? Dr. Helen Cho was in Avengers Age of Ultron. She was a doctor that was helping the Avengers, and then she kind of helped design the vision body. So that character in the comic books is oh, supposed to be- Oh, yeah, she was be...
1: helping to design the Ultron body because yes. she got kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes,
2: she's supposed to be the mother of Amadeus Cho. So oh, a nice. little bit, if she's like single and unmarried because she talked about you know going to a party because Thor was going to be there mm-hmm. and now Black in, 20, in, did. in 2015. <laughs> what, what's that? that? And
1: now Black Widows did. So, uh, well, so Hulk and
2: Dr. Cho. Ah, <laughs> oh, so you're saying- Bruce Banner should just be Amadeus' father. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's how he gets Hulk powers. That'd, that be a, that'd
0: be a very interesting way to do it. It's, very certainly interesting a lot, it's actually easier to explain than someone sucks yeah. the gamma rays out of him and puts <laughs> it back in talking like Amadeus Cho.
2: Yeah, but I want some... But I'm just
1: saying... Or I'd it, buy it, that too. Get like Scarlet yeah. Witch to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd could buy that
1: she could do yeah. that.
2: Could be. Or oh, just took the gamma radiation out. But mm-hmm. if, if Helen Cho had a kid... A year or so after that movie, which was 2015, like mm-hmm. she met somebody, she met Amadeus's mm-hmm. dad or whatever, and um and then had a kid. That kid could be in 2023, could be five years old, mm-hmm. could you know what I mean? Could be uh six, seven years old, and then he didn't get dusted, so he keep, you know like so he's yeah. so he's been around, and he, and then by the time you get to Young Avengers, Ant Man yeah. and Young Avengers, he could be ten, mm-hmm. could be twelve, and the sequel he could be fifteen, and all of a yeah. sudden you got Amadeus and yep. he shows up and really cool. So many possibilities, but
0: no, there's the 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 real best part about Avengers um, End Game was the blistering potential for the future exactly that it has big created. promise
2: big promise they went we know we've we've been lacking here's all the female characters we have look at that they just met they're friends <laughs> a lot of people are upset about that oh I know but and I get it but uh, to me it was a promise it was it really was uh, and I we- did see something like there's like. Little girls have drawn drawings of all of them really? together and stuff, oh, and it's fuck, like that's
1: great. It's like I, we get that it is so much fan service, but yeah. anybody under the age of ten doesn't know what fan service means. Yeah, and it's so, and
2: it's uh, it's not like they're done using those characters forever. Like they yeah. have them, mm-hmm. and they're going to do a female centric Avengers movie, and that they're going to do it's you like know like you
1: said that better be a yeah, promise.
2: It's a, I see it as a promise. I see it as them going. We've spent two three phases building up all the Chris's killing off two of the biggest killing, female characters yep. that we have. Yep. Killing off uh, the biggest male character that we have, you know, retiring the other one. Like, it's a promise of we're getting more brown people in here, more ladies, It's you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to keep going with that. So, yeah it's, yeah, it's exciting, dude. I hope that we never see a young Chris Evans ever again. The comic books had it, had him aged a few times, and then he kind of came back out of retirement, and now he's Cap. No, he's and everybody done. loves that. Yeah, that's what's really exciting about these movies is that you go back and you're like, yeah, Captain America the Winter Soldier was him at his peak in a way like peak cap and uh that was uh, arguably the best captain america movie that we got and that's all we're going to get with steve rogers and that's going to make it more special because mm-hmm. we should move away from the cynical idea of oh they just keep making these marvel movies forever and ever there's never like, going to you know, stop this is it's the like, evans that's era mm-hmm. that's it there's no more tony stark so yeah. if you thought they're going to recast him, you're wrong they're going to move forward and it's yeah. going to be great
0: i will however accept um an aid steve rogers comes back to run shield sort of because <laughs> he did in the comics once as sure. like you with a really cool like, T-shirt version of his costume yeah, because uh, yeah. he's an old man and he has uh, his, yeah. like, high-waisted pants. Um, yeah.
2: You know what's going to be brutal is that in the next movie or so, the way we got Cap and Captain America's uh, old flame Peggy Oh, we're going to have Cap die. We're going to have an old Steve Rogers. Well, maybe not because maybe he popped back over to another universe. So maybe we never will get mm-hmm. that. Unless like one of his kids pops over and they're like, Hey, I'm Steven Rogers um Junior. Junior. No. And we're gonna, uh, have, we're he, gonna wanted, have he wanted me to tell you he died and Sam we married him in our- gonna get a phone call in his movie.
1: Oh, Sam yeah, Wilson's cap is going to get a phone call Heck, in his movie.
2: Uh, that's going to make me cry.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting too is, is I think that we haven't gotten the light shield yet, like the hard light shield. Yeah, hologram. I, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Wilson like leaves the vibranium shield in Cap's coffin. Oh. And then, and you're like, how can he go without it? And then oh. in the next scene, he yep. like has the gauntlet. And
2: Black <laughs> Panther just gives him the, yeah. Uh, yeah, like sure. He's like, here you go. And
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, and then W-w-w-. he has that because it's also, it's a, it's a, di- like a bitch to fly around with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> shield. Sucks. Yeah. Is.
2: You know, like so, like having him switch up to put the, it on uh, his back, and the wings come out like <laughs> under oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. shield, and yeah. he's got to fly, and he's like got it, and he still got his little guns, and it <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot,
1: a, it's a lot, it's, it's too much. Have him use it the entire movie, and at the very the end of the movie, is the Cap's funeral, yeah. oh, and oh. him putting the shield on his grave. Yeah.
0: But one thing I do want is I want a rescue scene in, in an upcoming film, whatever it is, yeah. where Pepper Paws is like, oh yeah, I suit up as rescue all the time to literally rescue people, and that's it. Yeah, like I stop buildings from falling over, That'd I pull great. people out from under cars. That'd do you want? I go fight the bad guy? No,
2: no, I. That's not what people. I do. Yeah, like yeah.
0: like I, I I wear this costume to save people. Yeah, the fighting. There's a lot of you. Go do it. Like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm still the CEO of Stark Industries. I got shit to do. Yeah, like I will. You know, put a building fire out every now and again, man. But you know, now I want
2: an Iron Man four <laughs> again with Pepper and Young Morgan, and like to see that keep going. Damn it! What a great geeking out sesh we just Yay! had about all the yeah, Marvel yeah. What characters. What movie did you pick
1: again? <laughs> <Yeah>. Winter Soldier.
2: <laughs> Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so now Keller, tell us what movie we're watching next week. Oh, I'm going to look up where we can see it. If next week, we are watching Electra Glide in Blue. What year did that come out? 1973. How do you spell Electra? It's with a C, right? Yeah, like Carmen. Okay, okay. Electric 1973. Let me see if it's streaming anywhere. Hey, good news, everybody. It's streaming on Epics.
1: <laughs> yeah, guys. You go subs- get Epics with an subs- X. If
2: you subscribe to Epics with an X, it's streaming on there. Otherwise, it says it's rentable on Voodoo for three bucks. What the fuck? Uh, Electric Glide and Blue 1973. We're fucked. Very exciting. Who's, who's Our, guest- who's your guest? Our guest is going to be Mr. Ben Meckler. Oh, nice. Ben Meckler is a hilarious uh, producer, director, new, writer. He's got a new podcast himself about Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to do a little cross Pogenation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is there another
0: comic movie in the next 100 these yeah. <laughs> that I can dive back in for? You know
1: what I mean?
2: Ooh, like, let's see. Uh, let well, Let me tell you when 2019 is. Men in is Black top. is close. <laughs> 20, the Incredibles, does that count? The, the tw- yeah. yeah, 2020 is the, f- the first movie in 2020 is The Incredibles. Okay. And I don't know how many... Cloverfield, was oh, eight, wow. can Field is, is is Cloverfield Can I claim Night of the Living closed? Dead now? 50 <laughs> movies. <laughs> in. Where's Night of the Living Dead? It's, you uh, want that one? Is it yeah, next year? You're on. You got it. You got I'm it. I'm
1: so into that. Um, Hell yes. Plugging um, in you in, Army Brothers? of Darkness Thanks. is also next year, though. Ooh,
0: I mean, both, both major players in my childhood. But I think there's a lot more to and talk Predator. about Night of the Living Dead.
2: Yeah. Night of the Living Dead
0: was a real... Special movie
2: This is exciting because as we go Further into the, the elephant years Elephant Man That's a comic book movie right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude He gets bitten by a radioactive elephant yeah, It's you crazy you see it happen Spider-Man's a huge ripoff of the <laughs> Elephant Man Yeah Exactly uh, The cool thing is Is that as we keep doing this dumb project For years and years uh, like ideally the movies are supposed to be getting better so that's cool mm-hmm. <laughs> right ideally yeah, arguably,
0: arguably arguably yeah have you talked about what number 1 is in this list yet i don't know yeah
2: it's the godfather it's the godfather oh. All right. okay. so sure. that'll be a good time and not not my number 1 but it's not bad i'm going to be 30 i'm going to be 40 i think when we're watching the godfather uh keller's going to be 38 Eight. or something. will we still be podcasting
0: through the same mechanisms know, at that point or will we be like laser
2: shot into our brains no idea but in any case i think I think we might throw a big Honestly, party. Honestly, we better. I think here's what the plan is going to be. I think, uh, watch, skip all the way it's to, to the top Raiders of the Lost
1: Ark is number two. Got it. That's when that we're going to have one. a live episode, huge party. Yes. And number one is it's just going to be me the and two of us. So
0: is, is Empire Magazine still a thing?
2: Yeah. Okay. It's still a thing. So and they have not done an updated list. And they have gone. not come at us yeah. yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So Empire, if you're listening, please put the phone down to your lawyer. But okay. I would also, I also think that, that when you've reached the end, you should, if providing Empire magazine, providing mm-hmm. any print media lasts for the mm-hmm. next,
2: you know, oh, how many they years, could They could do a feature on us. You should be do like, the, the like, new list. These two idiots <laughs> from, well, we have from California yeah. have done a podcast for the past 10 years of a list <laughs> we did in 2008. <laughs> how quaint. Yeah. How quaint. Get a great little write-up. That'd be great. Well, mm-hmm. I love Empire magazine and, and everybody over there, so that'd be awesome. But, We'll see if that ever happens because I did Mm -hmm. just make fun of their accent in a very mean way. You didn't make fun of it. You said quaint. I did. It was very, yeah. Brexit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We can't say shit to anybody else on earth. Uh, We can't say shit. We can't. We got a guy who grabs pussies. We have the worst human we on got the earth worst as one. the president of the free world mm-hmm. because because our country is broken. It's broken. Because there hasn't been a good X-Men movie. <laughs> God damn it. That could have solved movie. all when of it. I, when I voted for Barack, he said, we can, and I assumed he meant make a new good X-Men movie. <laughs> Very disappointed. <sighs> That's what that was. All right, Sax. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest on our thank podcast, today, Happy man. To be here. This is so great. We will see you so next year for, God, God. for, for Night dead. of the Living Dead. Yeah. And uh, guys, go watch Electra. Do you really? Yeah, I got oh, the Criterion recently. Oh, awesome, awesome. Even though we have a year to get, we, it, we have a year even. to get. It. <laughs> uh, we are going to go watch Electra Glide in Blue. So go watch that on Epics. Do we have Epics? <laughs> no, right? Okay, we'll <laughs> we'll find it, and uh, we'll be back next week with our guest Ben Meckler Thanks so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. That was weird, Keller.
1: I'm sorry. Do you want me to take it again? <laughs> yeah. Go. I'll take it again.
2: Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's more breathy and more weird. All right. So long. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>